And this session of Scanner School is sponsored by EastCoastPagers.com. Now, East Coast Pagers is one of my personal online businesses. And we have some great alternatives if you're looking to get away from the Motorola Miniter product. We are a Unication, Swiss Phone, and Apollo Pager dealer. And there's a couple of promos running right now that expire in September 30th of 2019. So I want to get these to you right now. The first one is on a Unication G1. There is a $40 instant rebate on Unication G1 pagers. This takes your pager price from $375.25 down to $335.25. That's $335.25 for a Unication G1 pager. The second promo is on G2s, G3s, G4s, and G5s. There is a trade-in promo running right now on these pagers. If you trade in a Unication G1 pager, you'll get a $60 credit towards a purchase of a G2 through a G5. If you trade in a Motorola Miniter 5 or Miniter 6, there's a $40 trade-in credit uh, for each pager you trade in to a G2, G3, G4, or G5. Now, the final Unication promo that expires on September 30th, 2019 is 50% off of a replacement battery for your G4 or G5. And again, these batteries also fit in the G2s and G3s, but you probably don't need batteries for those pages because they're just coming out in the market right now. Unication wants to make sure that you are updating the batteries because batteries have a shelf life. The trick is we need your old battery back. 50% off by trading in your old, tired, and ready-to-be-retired battery. To qualify for these, you just need to go to eastcoastpagers.com. You can contact us. Again, you'll contact me directly. And that's how you take advantage of these Unication promos. Now, again, I got one more for you here. Swiss Phone has a $50 rebate on their S-Quad Voice and S-Quad 360 pagers. Again, this is a trade-in program as well. Trade-in any working pager, any working pager. Again, any working pager is a $50 credit on a Swiss Phone S-Quad Voice or S-Quad 360. Now again, all these promotions expire September 30th, 2019. You may contact me directly, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Again, phil at eastcoastpagers.com. Again, these promos expire September 30th, 2019. Welcome to The Scanner School, a podcast dedicated to the scanner radio hobby class is about to begin. Here is your host, Phil Lichtenberger. How's it going, everyone? My name is Phil Lichtenberger. This is Scanner School. We teach you everything you need to know about the scanner radio hobby, and this is session number 84. Today's session, again, you are a fly on the wall. I love doing these types of podcasts. You're a fly on the wall on a consulting call that I had with Ty Stevens. Now, Ty was the winner of last month's Ask Scanner School Um I don't want to say raffle or contest because it's neither one of those. Basically, if you leave me a voicemail question for Ask Scanner School, uh, either on our SpeakPipe or our phone number, uh, again, you go to scannerschool.com slash ask to do that. And I'll pick a winner and you'll win a free consulting call with me. Now, again, I was saying the consulting calls were about 30 minutes in length, but most of my calls go over that. And I'm just going to say now you'll get a consulting call for up to an hour. Let's put it that way because most of the calls go for about 45 to 50 minutes. So I think that um, that's just where I'm going to say it for now on. So if you don't win and you still want to hire me to, to you know have a one-on-one sit down now, the, the time limit now is up to an hour instead of 30 minutes. But again, going back. 
So Ty uh, submitted a question via SpeakPipe with a phone number. I don't remember how he, he contacted us, but uh, he did win the consulting call in last month's Ask Scanner School. This is our conversation. And again, if you want a chance to win this, next week is our next Ask Scanner School. So just hit pause right now and contact us directly. This way you don't forget to submit your question. ScannerSchool.com slash ask. Now again, all the session notes are available on our website, scannerschool.com slash session 84. And let's just jump right into this consulting call. So Tyler, congratulations on winning the free consulting call. Uh, you submitted your question a couple weeks ago for your Ask Scanner School, and it was up against you and somebody else. And uh, I think the odds were in your favor because you <laughs> it was a 50-50 chance. So, yeah, so yeah. it was good that good that you won it. So um, I understand you're having a bit of a little bit of an issue with your uh, unit in 436 HP with uh, Sentinel. So uh, we'll uh, we'll get through that, chase down your uh, your issues, and hopefully by the end of the call we'll. Uh, We'll have you on the path of uh, being an expert on this device. So that'd be perfect. And I did I did purchase the SDS one hundred. Oh, you did! Excellent. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, so you don't you don't have the four thirty six anymore? You have them? Oh, I had that wrong. No, it's been the SDS one hundred. It has been. Okay. We're off to a good start then on this one. Okay. That's so okay. how have uh, how have you been using it so far? Uh, we've loved it. Actually, we took it out as a family, and uh, we went into Grand Teton National Park, and uh, we were sitting there having a picnic, and two rangers were running past us, and uh, they had their radios on communicating about bears that were in the area, and the whole time we were there, we were able to listen to it through the scanner, and uh, those rangers ended up chasing the bear about 20 yards within where we were at, and so we were able to, to follow everything that they were doing as they were chasing the bear around and ultimately, that's kind of what we got it for, was to be able to spot wildlife within the two parts, uh, Yellowstone and Grand Teton. And so it worked. Excellent. But there's probably more that we can benefit from than just that, you know, if I knew how to use it properly and set it up. Mm -hmm. right. So that's okay. what I hoping to do. Gotcha. All right. And then you were talking, too, about uh, back and forth via email. You were having issues listening to, I guess, the state PD and... Um... Your scan rates, right? Yeah, the 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 problem out in this country is we've got mountains everywhere and canyons, okay. so it's really hard to get good reception. Through your website, I I went to Scanner Master and they recommended um, two antennas and okay. and so okay. they helped me select one. Hopefully that'll be here tomorrow. Excellent. Um, and then what neck of the woods are you in? I mean, I don't need the exact town, but a, a county and a state would help out. Yeah. Yep, we're in Lincoln County, Wyoming, and Edmond, more specifically. Yeah. Okay, so let's do this. Let me uh, bring up a web browser on my end, and I'll share the screen with you so we can take a look at some things here. And then what we'll do is we'll look at um, your Sentinel afterwards after we do a little bit of research and uh, take a look. So I'm just going to bring up a, my web browser here. Okay, and then I'm going to share this page with you. Okay, so you should see the radio reference website. Yep. On your yeah. Okay. Let me just get rid of some of these little things here. We'll go to uh, go to Wyoming, and you'll see my geography isn't really the best. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Boy, you don't. Not to. I got lucky on that one. I just moved the mouse to the middle of the states, and I figured it was one of the square ones. <laughs> 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 Lincoln. All right. So, 
let's take a look here. So you have Lincoln County, so you have the sheriffs, you have some regional stuff in here. Mm -hmm. uh, you have a DMR tier three, DMR capacity plus, Project 25. And I'm assuming you have some, probably some state stuff in here as well, right? If I go back to Wyoming. Um, Wyoming Federal. Let's see what else we got here. Highway Patrol. So it's Highway Patrol is the one you're trying to listen to that is falling out for you? Yeah, that's one of them. Mm -hmm. Okay. What would the other one be? Uh, the local sheriff's department. Okay. So and the other challenge for me is, see, I... For my work, I travel anywhere between three to five counties a day. Okay. So I try to pick up as as much as I can um, in the counties that I'm in. All right. We'll we'll come across that in a second too. I'm just making some notes here. And if I forget to to talk about anything, just um, just let me know. So the sheriff's north, sheriff's tactical, and, and also over here is what you've been trying to listen to as well. Yep. Yep. Okay. So let's take a quick look at this. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to click on the license. I don't know if you've ever done this before, but if you click on the license under the, um, uh, this, the, like on Lincoln County, I'm picking on the license, which is WPM I873. Okay. And it will actually bring up a map of the tower location. So it looks like this is just a single, a single um, location on this license. So if we were to zoom out on here, I mean, it's really not, here we go. You can kind of see where that tower is centrally located, is in this area right here. Um, I would expect to, yeah. Here we got, uh, we have two locations. Actually, there's there's two licensing, two locations, but it's the actual, it's the same location. Uh, what we probably don't see on here, though, is they probably have other receiver sites, which is what I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. So, because you said there's lots of canyons and. Yeah, you know terrain yeah. in here, so they may they may be some voting sites in here, which basically means that they're they're listing on the receive side of things, and they're going to then over a like a POTS line or a telco backhaul or or fiber or you know some sort of other backhaul, they may take that receive site and then transmit it back to the dispatcher office on a line you can't hear, so that they stay within range of all the receivers. And then it's just they have to just listen to the transmitter. So that might be, I mean, I'm just, I'm assuming here, because I don't know if this is how it's its done by you. Um, you know, if they if they repeat or if, or if you're just losing the transmitter site as, as you're driving around, I mean, that might be what, what's happening. I'm not sure if it's, you're just missing out on the cars or are you just losing dispatcher also? Well, the, the, when I show you my sentinel, you may say to me, I just got too many channels to scan, and that's why. Uh, okay, so you're not leaving it on this frequency, and you're not missing one side of the conversation because you're yeah. missing it that way. You're missing it because you might be scanning. Okay, so that's something else to look at. Um, and then let's look at the state PD just for the same the same reason. Um, go back to Wyoming, and then we go back to Highway Patrol. Okay, so they are on the wild link, so they're on state, it's the statewide system. And then we have, let's see, state governments, car to car. We have a couple of dispatch channels in here. Okay, and if I go to the wild link, what's on the wild link for state? Wow, there's a lot. This is statewide, complete statewide system. Can I ask you about that while you're on there? Okay, so, hold on. Was, yep, go ahead. Okay. Yeah, oh, that system frequency there. Are those. Mm -hmm. Are those tower sites? Yes. Okay. 
So if they're not within the counties that I'm driving, if I wanted to, like if I tried to move Wild Link over to Sentinel, it pulls mm -hmm. every site over yes. visit every time. Yep. Can I delete those as they are not in the counties that I'm in? Yes, and you should. Okay. Because the scanner is going to try to lock on each one of these towers and it will slow up your scan rate. Because okay. it's going to, you know, it's it's going to scan through each one. Am I here? Am I here? Am I here? And then it's going to say, okay, I'm on this tower. It's got to register with it. And then once there's no activity on this tower that you're looking for, then it's going to go, okay, what about this one? Yeah. You know, oh, what about this one? And then it's, as you know, it's just going to scan through the list, trying to lock on each one. Some of these may come in, you know, you might be able to hear them, but yeah. it might be too weak. So um, always when best, you just put in the minimum number of towers. At least that's the way I do my programming. The minimum number of towers required to get the job done. Um, also, if you look at here where it says, you know, Lincoln um, Narrows Hill, mm -hmm. this is the footprint of that tower oh. according to what they've populated in radio reference. Okay. So if we look at, say, this one, let me bring up another one here. And then we look at another one from Lincoln. So that was Oyster, or we'll look at, which one was this, Narrows Hills? Let's look at Oyster Ridge. So Oyster Ridge is centered on this latitude longitude, and it's got a range of 35 miles. Okay. Whereas, did I lose it now? Yeah, I lost it. Narrows Hill. Here's a latitude longitude, and it's a 30-mile range. Okay. So if we click on the license here, you could probably see all. You see how all the different locations too under that license. Yeah. So I'm just telling you, it's it's tower tower. So these all might light up together. Okay. So, um, so what I would and and, and we'll go on to this a little bit further when you start talking about your counties. So you can kind of see. I mean, if if you're like in, in any of these outside, like say you're in Mountain View, and it's just outside of this coverage. There's really, I mean, you could listen to this tower, but you may want to listen to the tower that covers Mountain View better. Sure. Okay. You know? So that might be something to look out for. But I do have some other suggestions for you, and we'll talk about those in just one second. Um, just out of curiosity, though, I'd like to uh, swap screens with you and take a look at your Sentinel file, yeah. if that's all right. Yeah. So what we'll do is I'll go into Skype here, and I'll show you what you'll do is when you move the mouse over Skype, okay. there's a little window over here with two screens in it, okay. and you'll click on there, and it's going to say, um, let's see if I can just switch, nope, but it's going to say switch, you know, share screen, and then you just at the bottom, you just click on share screen, and then that will, um, uh, that will uh, share the screen with me on your end. Okay. So what is in your, um, so I see your fares list. You have uh, WSHP, you have the Wildlink trunk system, and you got all the stuff in there for that. And see, I went through and I cleaned up as best I could from radio reference all those mm -hmm. sites. Okay. I eliminated quite a few of them. Where, where I was getting confused is, and I didn't know if I'm, if I'm scanning things that I shouldn't be like, the Wyoming Highway Patrol had has this frequency here to listen to but then down under wild link they also have this group here and I sorted out I mean there was many 
but I took out the ones that apply to my area. Okay. So when I set this up, should I be, should I include this in with this? I mean, am I getting the same information twice? You might be. I'm not, I'm not sure because, you know, I'm not able to listen to your system. Sometimes what they'll do is they'll simulcast on the trunking onto a conventional channel uh, because if you're outside the range of the uh, system. But it looked like before the frequencies in here were VHF and so is that other channel. So I would assume that they would have the same range on it. But it might be that, um, you know, they, they might simulcast a dispatch from Troop K onto this VHF channel for Troop K. But you would have to try and figure that out basically on your own. Uh, or, I mean, a good place to ask that would be the radio reference form into um, the Wyoming area. Okay. And they'd be able to answer that for you out there. But I, I unfortunately won't, don't have that information for you. And then is the, is the other option there too, is just kind of track what stations it is, or what channels it's coming up on to know which one they're broadcasting? Yeah, I mean, an easier way to do it, I mean, assume that the, this is your only scanner, but sometimes it'd be easier if you had another scanner that just listened to that VHF channel, and then this would listen to the trunk channel. But again, you can probably just ask on the forums and real reference and just ask them, you know, you know, you have a scanner, you want to know if the VHF dispatch channel for Troop K is also the simulcast on talk group. Looks like on here would be talk group uh, 6386. In fact, if we go back over to the radio reference database for Wildlink, if we go down to Troop K, was it 66... What was it? Six four. Oh, sorry. Six four eight six. No, it's okay. Six three eight six. Six three eight six. It says it's Troop K dispatch. It doesn't say anything about being simulcast. Sometimes in the, um, I'm looking locally on my side. Sometimes yeah. it says in the radio reference database that this is also a simulcast of, uh, you know, frequency whatever X Y Z. Or if you go on to the conventional side of things, it'll tell you there too that. This is also simulcasted on talk group, whatever. So sometimes people put that information into the radio reference database so that it gives you a little bit of a an idea of okay. where else you might be able to do it. Uh, just speculating because that information is not there. It could be that nobody populated that, or it could be that it's two separate channels. Okay. So a little bit of homework, you know, on your sure. part would probably just be the best answer, to be honest with you. Okay. Um, Let's see, statewide highway, says statewide highway patrol. All operations are conducted on Wildlink. Conventional repeaters listed in the database are still service as backup, if needed, and may be used in areas with poor coverage. So I would say that you probably would hear more information than on the Wildlink trunk system, and yeah. you probably wouldn't hear too much on here. Okay. Okay. Good to know. Yep. Okay. Um. Let's see. So this is what I have in my favorites, and I don't know if you had a suggestion on how to organize that. So what mm -hmm. I did is I put my Wyoming counties, so anything that was Wyoming from here, uh, so as I'm traveling, I could select which list to monitor, and then from about here down was everything Idaho. Okay. And so when I would go into the county, then I would just go in and manually select it off and turn the other one on. It's a lot of work while you're driving. Yeah. Now, if you crack one of those open, if you crack open BLM Pinedale, uh, what's in there? You have the sites in there as well again, and then. So this one's. So this one is uh, listening to the BLM for fire reports. You know, okay. wildfires. That's what I had that in there for, but I 
I haven't been able to pick up anything off there or fish and wildlife since I've had it. Okay. Yeah. And then, but all the other counties in there, I mean, those are trunk or those are conventional or how, how are those? So this is what I was going to ask you on the Eastern Idaho side of things. It looks like there's a group of them. So this mm. is most area that I cover on the Eastern side of Idaho. So I really didn't even know if I needed like, so this is Teton, Idaho. And this has the fire dispatch here, but it's also so it would be Driggs, Victor, Swan Valley. And see, they have all these listed here, too. So that's why I wonder if I'm duplicating so much of this. Uh, no, I don't think it's that. I want to do one thing, Noah. Can you go over um, under the view on the top bar? There's that little piece of paper with the pencil on, on Sentinel. Whoop. Nope, go back to Sentinel. Sorry. That's okay. Okay. And it's the profile. Yep, edit profile. Okay. And then if you go to service types, which is on the top bar, to your left a little bit. Yep. Okay, good. You have them all turned on because that's also a stumbling point for a lot of people is uh, if these are turned off, you're not going to hear whatever's right. turned off. Right. So it's like a secondary um, lockout. So, all right. So that's good. You have all that turned on because that, that would eliminate another issue you could have been having. Um, so one of the things that you do a lot of driving with the scanner yeah, and it seems like you do a lot of driving every day with it. And then you're turning things off and on. Have you considered using the GPS with the scanner at all? Uh, yeah. When I called, um, when I talked to the scanner master, they, they said, well, if you were traveling cross country, it would, it would be worth it. Originally that's what I was going to do was the GPS, but then mm -hmm. telling them kind of what I was doing, they, they said it wouldn't really be necessary. Okay. Because I'm looking at just what you have here, and, and that's why I showed you the um, the uh, footprint of the tower sites in each one of those uh, transmitters in the simulcast system, uh, right. or, or the the uh, P25 system. I don't even know if it was simulcast now. And that I might have just made a big error on that one. Let's see if it's is simulcast. Uh, let's see, it's four counties statewide, three states. Well, it might be simulcast because there was a couple that had multiple transmitters on it, but but anyway, so I was I was thinking maybe a GPS would help you because as you're coming out of the footprint of one of these towers and coming into the footprint of another one, yeah. it would turn them all off and on for you. Okay. So you wouldn't have to worry about cleaning up your scan list and having too much stuff in there. Um, the GPS would take care of all that for you. So okay. that might be one way of doing it because what, what ends up happening is the more the more I'm sorry, I'm looking at my screen and, and thinking you could see it. Um, but, you know, each, each one of these uh, sites, so you have the Big Bend Ridge, Black Mountain, East, East Butte, Idaho Falls, simulcast, right? Um, yep. Each one of those has a location type of a circle, which means it has so much of a footprint that's defined in radio reference. As you're driving through those circles, the GPS can automatically turn those sites off and on as you're driving through the area, and it, even as you're driving through the trunk system. So that, um, you know, you're not listening to things that you really don't have to listen to because... Um, you know, you're not trying to get onto tower sites. You're not getting onto at all. Yeah. Uh, the other thing to remember too is is on these scanners, each site can have you know its own key, and each department has its own key, and you know so it can get a little bit cumbersome to 
to try and do, especially when you're driving and moving around and, and going through big areas, especially when you have a large number of sites like it is that you have on here. So um, I I know you um, you know Scanner Master had that had that thoughts on this, and, and my thought on it might be just to keep your scan list short as short as possible. Yep. It might be worthwhile to look at the GPS as uh, an option for the scanner. Okay. Now, if you do use the GPS, what you'd want to do is you'd want to use the global database and you let the global database dictate what it is that you're listening to because from there, the GPS is going to overwrite your zip code. So, um, and again, you may want to set the range on the GPS to be a zero. This way, as you drive into the circle, that's when it turns on. And as you drive out of that circle, that's when it turns off. Okay. Uh, what happens is that if you have a radius range on that GPS, it's you plus a buffer of that distance to get to the coverage area. So if you had a range of 10 miles, that would mean 10 miles away from the boundary of the circle we looked at before for the tower site. That's yeah. when you're going to start monitoring it. So yeah. that might give you too much to listen to or too much to try and scan through. Uh, especially with a system like this that has a lot of overlap on it, I think leaving it as a zero might be might work out well for you. Okay. And plus two, as you come out of Wyoming and you know you go through other states, um, you know it would turn off what you don't need to listen to, which you're doing manually anyway. So it'd be one less thing for you to have to worry about doing while you're driving. You know, let it concentrate a little bit more on the driving. Yep. So, um, and then the other thing too is when you're using the scanner, I guess you're using it. Um, as a dash mount or on your cup holder with just the factory antenna on it or the uh, the Remtronics? Yeah, so I did I did do the Remtronics, which helped, but it's still, I mean, for me to get coverage even going into Jackson, Wyoming, which is the biggest town on this side of the state, I've got to be within sight pretty much of Jackson before I get any coverage. Okay. Now, that could be um, the way that the network was designed, they might have it set up so that those tower sites really only cover a small area. Um, I know NYPD does that here, where mm -hmm. certain you know they only they have the, the larger sites for like citywide that covers I can hear all the way out to here, but some of the small precincts they they have smaller footprints and they're only really made to cover those smaller areas of the precincts, so you can't really hear them uh, without an external antenna. And that's what I might be thinking what's going on here too. That might be an option or a theory, but you're always going to get better reception when you have an antenna outside the vehicle. So I don't know if you've looked at going with something like, um, I think Scanner Master sells the, um, uh, I can't think of the name of it now. I can picture it in my head, but they have a nice little mag mount antenna that goes outside that has the SMA connector on it. Yeah, that's what he recommended was the Spectrum Force. Spectrum band. Force, yes, yeah. yes. Um, yeah. Because what happens too is you now you have the antennas on the outside of your vehicle, um, and plus it uses your vehicle as the second half of the antenna. So, mm -hmm. you know, that, that might definitely help you with your range as well. Uh, the Remtronics too, cause it looks like a lot of the, the frequencies you're looking at are VHF. And while the Remtronics might work better than the stock antenna on the VHF, it's really tailored more towards UHF and 800 as far as at least what I'm looking at for the specs. Yeah. So you probably are seeing a little bit of benefit, but you probably would have seen a bigger benefit on the upper end of the spectrum on that antenna. Um, so my, my thought would be as, um, as the next upgrade path for you would probably be with the antenna, the magmount antenna, okay. and then maybe to help you out with the scanning and to cut down on the, um, the scan list would be for the GPS. Okay. GPS. 
Now, let's say that I take this uh, this handheld out of my car, like if we go on the picnic, what would you recommend for what you're seeing like in Grand Teton? So up here, Grand Teton, Wyoming Federal, this is where we, this is where we spend a lot of our time between okay. here and Yellowstone. What kind of antenna would you recommend? here once i go out of the car okay let's take a look let me grab the, uh, the screen back from you again okay. and let's see share screen oh. start sharing so now you should see my screen again yep okay so let's go back over to there so that was under wyoming was that a federal yeah yeah okay And it would be down a little ways, I think. It's DOJ, Veterans Affairs, Fish and Wildlife, Bighorn National Forest. Still down just a little ways. What am I looking for? What's so I can do a find? It's a yellow National Park Service right there. Um, Grand Teton National Park. Okay. Right, and Yellowstone. Those gotcha. Two. All right, so let's just take a quick look at here and view subcategory details. And then here's a license, too. So we're going to click on the license just to get an idea. Nope, no information found in that call sign. Interesting. So we hit a wall on this one. Let's take another look. These are depreciated. Boom, boom, boom. These aren't in use anymore. Okay. So it would just be these frequencies here, which don't have a license attached to them. And they're not going to because these are federal frequencies. Uh-huh. So, um, uh, let's see now. Let's get a better idea on this one, too. Yeah, the terrain in here is, is crazy. Yeah. Um, it's hard to tell because they may have one transmitter site very high up on the mountain. Okay. Uh, again, speculating here. Yep. They may have several sites that are linked together and all will transmit at the same time. And they again, they could have a couple of receive sites somewhere, but the receive sites don't help you out because you want to hear the transmitter side. When um, when you're listening to it, I guess you would hear just you would hear both sides of the conversation. You hear a dispatch and the field units. Yeah, yeah. When okay. we were parked, yep. All right, so you're listening for the transmitter sites on that, so that's that's fine. And again, it might be multiple transmitter locations, but what ends up happening is again the. Um, uh, the antenna may help you out. You know, I don't know if the Remtronics will help you out, but again, you're you're not you're camping with it, right? So you're not really you're yeah. just gonna put it on a on a, on a picnic table and, and let it go. Um, uh, let's see the. Uh, so I'm not sure how the Remtronics works on VHF. I use Diamond antennas, and there's there's the uh, Diamond 77CA, but sure. again, this yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll do it right here for you. So Diamond RH77CA. Uh, this is a nice set-top antenna. It's about 22 inches long. And I've been using this for quite a long time. Actually, it's 15 inches long. But I've been using this for many years. Um, one of the very first at-the-market antennas I purchased for when I first started getting involved with this. And it really picks up things like crazy. Uh, mm. Keep in mind, though, you know, you have a... It's a handheld type of antenna. It's not going to operate as well as a mobile antenna probably, and it's not as well as something you could throw up in a tree if you want to do it that way either. 
Um, sometimes even taking the mag mount antenna and throwing it on like a metal garbage lid, yeah, you know, would would help you out as well. So maybe something you can put up a little bit, and then you know you put the um, uh, that spectrum force on it as well may help you out. May even be be even better for you. Yeah. So, but. Again, if you use an antenna like this, this isn't going to fit on top of the SDS-100 uh, because of that pl piece of plastic they have up there. Yeah. So what you may end up using is the um, the included SMA to BNC adapter that came with it. Okay. And then you would buy the BNC version of this antenna. And this way it goes on top of there. You said the BNC version? BNC, yeah. I think the, the antenna, the, the scanner came with the BNC adapter, right, so that you can use the aftermarket antennas on it. Yeah. Um. I don't have it sitting here handy. That's I don't okay. think this one's it. I have an aftermarket one that somebody manufactured, and it's got it. It sits flush with the scanner, which is really nice. But I don't think the guy makes it anymore. Um. Okay. But yeah, it's not going to sit exactly flush with the top of that scanner because it does have that plastic lip on it. Yeah. Um. So you you have to be aware of that. So it's not going to look exactly pretty. But that's no fault to the antenna. That's more of a fault to the um. Uh, the radio itself. The design. Yeah, the, yeah, the design of it because they try to keep it water, water tight as possible. Yeah. So, okay. But yeah, it definitely sounds like you know it's it's more of a receive issue on your end. I mean, multiple, right? So you have a receive issue, uh, just be based on the geographical area that you're in. Um, yeah. So we we try and limit to 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 help that out. And again, to help that one out, you would want to have a better type of antenna. Uh, again, you see down here it says it's a gain, a relative gain of six dB. So mm -hmm. the higher the gain, the the basically the stronger the ears are on the antenna, is is the best way to say it. Um, so that it's got bigger ears, so it can receive a little bit further. Okay. Um, and this is again, this is over a a ground plane antenna which has no gain. That's that's what they're relating it to. Um, the standard antenna that you have with the scanner is basically a um. It works equally well over a large group of frequencies, so it's not really tuned the greatest. Mm -hmm. um, let's do scannerschool.com. Remtronics, I think, is what the short link was. Yep. So you see with the Remtronics, it says right here that it's um, 700 to 900 megahertz. It's 7 inches. It's an improvement over the factory antenna. It doesn't really say in here that it was... And it says extra range is 700, 800, 900. So you're looking for more of an improvement over the VHF side of the house. Okay. So, um, you know, it says right here, this is the first review right here. It says it will increase signals in 700, 800 will work well on UHF. So as, as the frequencies go up, right, the size of the antenna comes down. Mm -hmm. So, again, that's why something like this, because it does, it says coverage on 2 meters and 70 centimeters. 2 meters is 144 megahertz. You're trying to cover on this. Right, 150, 170. So it's still in the same ballpark. Right. Okay. So this this antenna here is cut more for what it is that you're trying to listen to. Okay. All right. Okay. And it also works well on on 700, 800. So if I go to diamondantenna.net, I think it's the website. Yep. Uh, this is their own internal or their own site. Okay. And if we come in here to diamond. To, to, to HT antennas, dual band, tri band, yeah. Where is it? 77CA. Here it is up here. 
So yeah, they just they just it was just plus receive up to nine hundred. Okay. So this will also give you the the eight hundred nine hundred that you also get from the Remtronics. Sure. Okay. So, but again, so. it's a little bit bigger. It's fifteen inches. It's not something you want to put the uh, scanner on your belt and then have this still so pokey in the armpit all day long as you're wearing it. Right. Right. So it's, but it works. It works really well. Okay. Okay. Um, on those, can I get that through your site then? No, no. Actually, this is a. Uh, I, I don't have anything. Actually, if you buy it maybe through Amazon maybe has it let's see if Amazon stocks it would be the only way to RC77CA nope oh, I mean it's RH let's see yeah uh, if you go to my Amazon link okay you can come into right. Amazon and buy it and I would get credit for the sale that way okay Perfect. but I'm not you know saying this as as to get a sale off of you this is just no. my recommendation no. you know, but if for it. Help, that works I hope it helps yeah. <laughs> so. yeah, me too. Okay, so so just a quick follow-up question. So if I get the GPS locator, do I, I still can create a favorites list and it'll just tune to those that list that I create when I come into that area? That yeah, as long as, yeah, as long as you're using the favorites list that's built in uh, to Sentinel, because if we go back, let's go back over to your Sentinel. Um, let me swap screens with you over here. I guess it's a promise I'm running on a Mac right now, so I came and bring my own Sentinel. The other thing to remember, too, when you buy the GPS for the SDS-100, that you need not only the puck, but you also need the adapter kit to go, that um, allows you to go from the puck to the USB plug on the uh, scanner. So it's a two, two-fold piece. So you're in your favorites list here. When you go to the site, you can see... Um, you can go up to Wyoming Federal. Just go up... Uh, Yep. You see where it says circle? You're just going to hit the X there. Um, location type is circle. If you double-click on that, let's see if it allows you. Nope, doesn't allow you to edit it. But it should give you the latitude and longitude in there, so at least it lets you know that this favorites list does have a, a geotag to it so that if you did use your favorites list, then it would allow you to, um, to toggle these off and on. But chances are, too, if you're using... Um, the GPS, you could just swap over to the global database this way as you're traveling around. Then it will it will toggle things off and on for you too, okay. so um, you can play around with it both ways. But again, to to use the GPS, you do need two pieces. You need the actual GPS piece, and then you need the adapter that that allows you to plug in from the GPS to the the SDS one hundred. The good thing is though, it's a it's a Y splitter with a serial with a um sorry it's a Y splitter with a USB on it. So yeah. you would plug the one end into your um your uh, cigarette lighter charger that has the uh, USB on it, basically. Yeah. And then one end goes to the GPS, and the other end goes into your scanner. So you okay. can power off the scanner off the same connector that you're powering off the um, uh, the GPS. Okay. Okay. And do. So when you, yeah, I do have, I did have one more thing I want to look at with these with you as well. So when you when you have these turned on, um, are you monitoring multiple favorites lists at the same time? Yeah. Well, so like uh, if I'm in Teton County. Then I turn on usually the highway patrol, mm -hmm. and and usually the wild link because I think I get more there than I do from this one. And okay. So I'll turn on the wild link trunk, I'll turn on Teton County when I'm there, and then the state ones. So, like for example, Grand Teton National Park right here is in Teton County, so I'll usually turn that one on, this one on, and then the uh, wild link state or wild link when I when I go. Yeah. Okay, and now each one of these favorites lists, though, they have the sites in there, and some of them have the same 
some of these fairies lists have the same sites in them, right? All grouped in together. Yeah, so here here's Teton County here, and then on the wild link, oh, I have Teton County. Oh. Yes, Teton County down there, yeah. Yeah. But when you have the wild link on, that's that's the favorites list, the wild link? Yep. That's okay. So you yeah, you're scanning through each one of those sites and then each one of those talk groups while you're on there. Because I was asking that too. I didn't know if you had um you know, like Teton County and then you had the trunk system in there. Also part of the favorites list. And then you have Lincoln and then you have the same you have the wild link in there on, on Lincoln as well. Because uh, every time it comes out of the favorites list, it's going to then try and get back onto the trunk system because it's doing something new now. So that could also slow up your scan rate because if you have, say, say you have three sites, for example, yeah. on, on Teton County. And let's just, let's just say that, for example, those same three sites, even though we, they probably aren't, but those three sites are also in use in uh, Lincoln County. What would happen is your scanner would go through Lincoln County on those three sites, then it would jump into uh, uh, Teton County and look through those three same sites again. Whereas if it was on one list, it would just stay on the site and look through both counties while it was locked on that control channel. So that's a way of speeding up the, the scan rate a little bit. Yeah. Because uh, every time it leaves the ferris list, it's going to again then go back in through. And every time it has to go to another site, it slows up the ferris list. Every time it goes on to a trunk system, it slows up the scan rate because it has to get onto that trunk system and figure out where it is and then start looking through all the talk groups and everything else. Um, so the more work you're giving the scanner to do, the slower it actually becomes. Um, that's also why, too, I was saying maybe with the um, the GPS. But again, the GPS may not be, you know, if you're looking for something very specific, too, because, again, you're looking for school districts on here and you have emergency management and, um, you know, anything you don't really need, you can lock out, and that would also speed up your your scan rate as well. So, but it looks like you're set up pretty well because you have each county as its own, as its yep. own favorites list. So I like that because now you don't listen to just something big. Um, right. But if you look at, let's see what else you got here. You got uh, so the Wildling trunk though that's got everything in it. Yeah. So so I broke this out because if I tried to move, for example, if I tried to take Teton County out of here and mm-hmm. put it under Teton County. Then it wanted to put all these sites under there as well. So I broke Wild Link out on its own. Mm-hmm. And then I just went in, and wherever there's county, I just put the county information in here instead of the state Wild Link. You can't, you can't select the site and then just right-click on that site and add it to the favorites list? Like this one? Yeah. And if you right-click, and yeah, that already is a favorites list. Yeah. If, you went to the, if you went to the global database, would you be able to do it from there? Actually, wait. If you go up to Wildlink, click on Wildlink. Here. Yep. And then look for the site on that side. Yeah. And then right-click on it. Nope. It's not letting you do it from there either. Mm-hmm. And I think I did try that. Um, and then if I came down here to... So this is where the sites come in. Mm-hmm. They start right here at this three mile. I won't let me. Oh, well, I won't let you pick the site. It wasn't, but like starting with Yoder, you know, where mm-hmm. it's actually a town, then it would let me, but not the site individually. And if you and pick that one site, I mean, if you pick that one department, it would bring in all the sites. Yeah, yeah. So if I if I add, say, 
I added the sublet county, it would mm-hmm. take in everything from three mile down every time. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's a lot of work to clean up. Yeah. So, and again, so that, it's... That's why I did it on this one. See, I could delete. I deleted a whole bunch of them. And here, okay. The ones that weren't in the county. And that's the best thing to do, too, is to clean them all up. If you don't need them in there, you know, you don't need those sites and clean them up. Um, the other thing, remember, though, when you're playing around with Sentinel, when you do a database update, it doesn't update anything in your favorites list. It only updates the global database. So if anything were to change in the future, yeah. you would have to recreate or append that back into your favorites list, which is why sometimes it's just a little bit easier just if you're going to do uh, GPS-based driving. Yeah. You just do the database, uh, the global database, and then you set your scan selection or your scan list up or um, your service list to what it is you want to listen to. So if you want turn on federal, you would turn on EMS and PD and fire, I guess, whatever it is that you would want. And yeah. then you say you turn off hospitals, you turn off ham, you turn off uh, FRSG, or, you know what I mean? You turn off all the, all the nonsense stuff you're not really interested in listening to. And um, while you're out driving around, maybe you leave the global database on with the GPS and then when you get home, then you can turn on your favorites list and just monitor your local stuff. Or while you're on the campground, you just monitor the local stuff by just putting it in the favorites list. So, so that that's it. A lot of this, a lot of going around with the favorites list by doing the GPS then. Yeah, yeah. Well, basically what's going to happen is the GPS is going to turn off and on your favorites list and make sure the sites are on that you, could, that you can monitor and those kinds of things. So it's going to do a lot of that um, streamlining but again, if you have too if you have too large of a range, it's going to put too much in, and it's really going to slow you down. That's why I was saying a range of zero is probably best for what you're using, because while you're in the state of of Wyoming, right, you're going to be on that statewide system because it has that all the entire state's covered underneath there. Yeah. Under that footprint. Okay. So it's something yeah. to play around with. I know it's it's tough where you are because you're in a different environment than where I'm over here. I mean, here it's urban. And, you know, there's towers and building tops all over the place. You know, every, it's, it's dense. Where you are, you have one tower trying to cover a lot of square miles. And based on the different terrain that things come in and things go. So a lot of RF is just line of sight. You know, that's the way it just, it just operates. And sometimes the higher the antenna, the better the gain. Um, You know, that's, that's what you have to do to to try and get things to, to work the right way. So... Um, even sometimes too, as, as, uh, you know, if you had like one of those slingshots, you might be able to throw, you know, a tennis ball up in a tree and yeah. then hoist up an antenna. And then that might help you out as well, you know, and have the antenna come down on coax. Cause now you have the antenna up, you know, 20 feet up in the air. It's better than having on the park bench. Yeah. And that might help you out as well. Sure. But I don't know how crazy you want to get with it. I mean, people can go, you can go nuts with this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, it's easy to, yeah, this is the first one I had, and I've, I've loved it. And yep. I think based on what you've given me so far, if I start with, and I'm going to write them down, possibly the GPS, then the antenna, and probably change out that antenna to that diamond antenna. Right, and you got and you got to remember too, right, these park rangers, they're walking around or they're driving around their vehicle. Yeah. So, you know, if, if they're in a vehicle, they have an external antenna. Um if they're operating from the hip, you know, then they got to be something close by that is receiving them and they're able to hear the system. So in theory, if they're able to receive it on a portable, you should be able to receive it on a portable as well. Yeah. You know, yeah. or at least get really close to it. I mean, commercial gear does receive better than scanners because they're cut and made for that frequency, whereas a scanner's got a larger footprint, it's got to cover. So yeah. you do take a compromise on that. 
but um you know if, if they're operating from you try and mimic what, what they're what they're operating from i think is the best way to to say it okay. so okay okay well i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get on this tonight i'll go through okay. each of the sites and see if that circle is where i need it to be i may be able to eliminate some more so yeah this has been great this will help me get going the right direction and i did not know that either i did not know that sentinel wouldn't update my favorites list yeah that's a that's a big thing yeah and if you have all these saved in here and you've gone out and you've cut down all these uh sites the next yeah. time you try and go in there and you try to add more groups back in there it, i don't know if it's going to add the new sites back in there but it's possible it could yeah so i mean because right here i only have two sites to worry about i have two simulcasts you know a north and a south and that's it so i don't have i don't have a statewide system new york is backwards <laughs> <laughs> well you come out this way and we'll go track down some wildlife that sounds like a lot of fun so, do you have i mean did i did i answer your questions i mean yeah well I, i'll have to i've already extended you farther than no, it's. I want to make sure that because this is, this is this is different than where you know. Like I said, I'm urban area. You're you're more rural than I am here, so it's the difference. Well, I see. That, that's the other thing too is I tried to throw a broad net instead of just listening to Highway Patrol and maybe EMS. Out in this country, they may not communicate for a half hour. And so then that's why I was starting to think, well, maybe I could pull in Fish and Wildlife and BLM and see if I can get more activity. Um, but, but by doing that, then it does give it a longer list of scams. So. It, it does. And again, if you're, if you're constantly coming in off, you know, off and on trunk systems and, and tower sites, you know, yeah. that does slow up your scan rate. Um, and then as you're coming through the conventional stuff, it's just blowing through it. Right, it's just rapidly going through the conventional stuff because there's nothing really for it to do. So you could end up missing more information on the uh, conventional stuff because you're spending too much time on the on the trunk systems. Now, on the flip side, what you can do on here too is you can actually set the hold time. I'm sorry, the the delay time on each favorite list. So if you wanted to spend say more time on a, a conventional frequency, I think like the the Parks Department you had the G is a GTNP yeah. was was that conventional yes yeah so you can actually set a, a, a delay time here so maybe you can have it say set five seconds and every time it comes to gtnp just wait here for five seconds for any data traffic you know any traffic sure and then after five seconds of sitting here if you haven't heard anything then go on to the rest of the scan list now again that's going to slow up your scan rate on the scanner but it will increase the odds of picking something up here so is that done through sentinel through the radio on the that channel. would be through. That would be right through here. You can do it right through here. So if you right click on, um, I think you have to go into GTNP, oh. which is your favorite list name, right? Right click on there. Uh, you want to go to Program Favorites, and then you want to go into options. Is it Options? Nope. Go go to Wyoming Federal on your left hand side. That's where it would be under. And then go to Options here. And then there should be a hold time. There it is. Yep. So I can set that and play with it. Okay. Right. Now that digital waiting time too, yeah. that, that digital waiting time basically means that it's going to wait 400 milliseconds to determine if that frequency is being used by analog or digital. So if the frequency doesn't have an analog or a digital tag next to it, that scanner is going to wait almost half a second 
to determine whether or not there's P25 there or not. Okay. So sometimes it's just easier to lower that down to 200 milliseconds. You cut that in, in half, which basically might mean that you might hear the R2-D2 on it more frequently if, if it doesn't realize that it's digital there right away. But if it's analog, you'll catch more of that analog because you're not going to miss the first half second of the transmission, basically. Yeah. yeah. So... Um, trying to think of something else that you can do here to kind of help you out. Uh, but you're right though. The more, the, the wider the net, the more the scanner is doing, the more of a, you know, a chance there is of, of missing something because you're spending a lot of time. And the more time you spend in trunking, the more time that you're spending doing other things. You yeah. know, on the, so. Well, those will give me some things to try. Yes. And then I'd like to check back in with you, even if I got to pay for a half hour, an hour. I'd like to just maybe review what we did so that I can, you know, if I need to tweak it a little more, I can. Yeah, actually, I was going to offer that as well, not even as a pay for thing, but as just as a, a straight follow up, just to see that if you have any questions when you start playing around with this, because I'm sure, you know, as you tweak around it, as you get through it, um, and even as like a, an attempt to, what you may want to do is maybe you want to create one favorites list and mm-hmm. maybe put the three sites that are in there that's local to you. Um, and maybe a couple things, maybe yeah. call it a local list and just see if playing around that local list will, will speed up your, um, you know, your results. Damn right. Okay. Okay. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'd love to follow up with you. And then okay. Just kind of give you some feedback on, you know, how that went. Um, I'm guessing that the antenna is going to help you to even the diamond or the external will probably help. I didn't know about the Remtronics, but it was just that higher. I guess I should have researched that a little more. And it's, you know, it's another antenna. <laughs> it's still probably worth hanging on to, though, would you say, or should I try to send that back? No, I think it's worthwhile because I think any antenna that's that's not the stock antenna usually is better. Um, okay. And the Remtronics is really the only aftermarket antenna out there that sits snug with the top of the SDS-100. Okay. So just for that alone, I think, you know, just ditching the stock antenna is is always the first step I do when I when I get a radio, and I was really frustrated with the SDS one hundred that it it wouldn't allow me to put my diamond antennas on. So, <laughs> yeah, I'll try that. I'm gonna get that antenna ordered. That and, uh, okay. See. Don't just don't forget you're gonna need to use that adapter that came with it. So it's not gonna look pretty because yeah. you're gonna have that adapter sitting on there. Um, but you know it might help you out. Now if you go with the um, that. Uh, Spectrum Force antenna, you yeah. can get the SMA one because you can just plug that right in, and that will that will that will tighten right down on there. Okay. Yeah. So, but yeah, I would like I said, I would try with the antennas first, see what that helps you out. Then maybe from there, then play around with the scan list. If you get the yeah. scan list working right, then that's great. If not, then you know only because you do a lot of driving yeah. um, is really why I'm recommending. You know, you're going through seven counties. There's no reason to listen to Lincoln County, and then you know especially when you're in another county. I know you're, t- you're locking them out manually, but if it's on somewhere else in there that you weren't aware of, or even like if you're on the statewide system, right, it's still scanning through all those other tower sites. Yeah. Because you didn't turn all those off. So at least if you're in Lincoln, you're only going to listen to the Lincoln town sites, you know, the Lincoln tower sites on the statewide system instead of yeah. listening to the, everything or trying to listen to everything. So that might help you out as well. So Yeah, and it would probably be good to, to have the attention elsewhere while I'm driving on the road. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so, so but at, at least, at least you could probably use the scanner while you're driving. Can't do that here either. So. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's true. So, uh, but Phil, I appreciate the time. I know I went over. And I apologize. That's fine. But, I'm, I'm, I just want to make sure you got the answers you needed. And yeah. uh, I'll definitely be checking back in with you to make sure that uh, things are going in the positive direction. And for, for jumping into this with the SDS-100 as, as your first scanner, I think uh, uh, you made an expensive choice, but I think you made a really good choice because it's a really awesome radio. So appreciate that. You did well. All right. All right. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks again. Okay. I'll be in touch with you. All right. Sounds good. Thank you very much. All right, Ty, again, congratulations on winning the free consulting call. And I hope that you had some benefit on um, uh, on what we talked about. And hopefully that things are working a little bit better for you. I'll check in with you in a couple more weeks to see how you're making out with it. And hopefully uh, you've gotten things a little bit better for you so that you can hear a little bit more what's, what's going on. I'm very curious to, to hear uh, how things are going for you. And again, if anybody else is looking to win a free consulting call with me, just make sure you go to scannerschool.com slash ask and submit your questions and we will pick a winner from all those that use a voice method of leaving us a question. Now, again, if you're a little bit shy and you want to leave me an email instead, that is perfectly fine. Uh, the only thing is that only those who leave a voicemail are going to be in the running to win a free consulting call. Now, again, if you just want to just have a consultant call done and, and would rather not win one that's available as well going to scannerschool.com and you can uh, book me on there as well again it's consulting calls now for up to an hour so before we split i want to thank our patreon supporters we have scott vorder stephen sheffield signals everywhere craig harper ken newberry kenneth fowler william r can Dan, glenn bryden anthony saggio raymond hill james felling mt bono and mark bb Again, all the session notes from today are online, scannerschool.com slash session 84. Don't forget to submit your questions if you have any at scannerschool.com slash ask. Scanner School is copyright 2019, Monitor Long Island, Inc. Again, my name is Phil Lichtenberger. My material call sign is W2LIE. And this is Scanner School, a podcast where we want to help you learn more about the scanner radio hobby. We'll catch you all again next Tuesday, 73.